Welcome, everyone. It is the Fly Guys Podcast, episode number 35. Cameron Klein and Justin Goddard in the FGP studios of Cameron Klein's Garage. It is the game night. We've ne- we've actually never done an episode, you know, like just a couple hours before an actual game that we're going to be essentially previewing as the Philadelphia Flyers get set for game one against the New York Islanders in game one of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Flyers and Islanders, the one seed and the sixth seed. We're going to talk to you about how the Flyers got here, how the Islanders got here, what the keys are to winning this series for Philadelphia, how the similarities between the Islanders and Montreal could present potential problems for Philadelphia, and of course, what else is going around and around the NHL besides mm-hmm. the fact that Peter DeBoer is stabbing Marc Andre Fleury in the back with a sword. Yeah, that's weird. It was a, it's it's a it, weird time to put that. His out agent there. had to delete the tweet because Fleury was well, like, yeah. Fleury was like, "Are you kidding me, dude?" I, Are you serious right now? As a goaltender or as an athlete, I don't, I almost depending on our relationship, I might fire you. Like why why would you do that now? Of in all the playoffs, times, man. As you're going into second round, and then right. what does Robin Leonard do? Posts a shutout in game one against right, the Vancouver man. Canucks. <laughs> That's how you shut up the critics. Yes, yeah, any type of critics. Because personally, I didn't think there was a problem with Leonard starting. I thought he'd been phenomenal. Let's get back to the issue at hand, the Philadelphia Flyers, game one, New York Islanders. This is the team, Cameron. We were praying and hoping that. It would be the one that we avoid, but it just, fate just had its way, and here it is, the matchup, the matchup that we've all kind of hoped wouldn't happen. Yeah. It's here, Philadelphia here and the New York Islanders. Kind of a different tone from our last episode where we're going crazy after the Flyers eliminated the Montreal, but Cameron, I, I, after sitting on this for a couple of days, mm-hmm. I don't think the sca- the matchup is as scary as I thought it was, yeah. you know, when I left your house the other night. Yeah, no, I think, like, at first, I was a little bit more afraid um, like I, at first, I was still afraid after after Friday night, but I started doing a little bit of thinking. And and again, I I'm gonna say it right now. If you're ready for this, if you're you know preparing for this series, strap in. It, it's gonna be long. This is gonna be. I mean, you thought Montreal was bad, right? And this the, is going to be as taxing emotionally on the fan base as I'm sure it will be on the players. Yeah, and that's exactly what I mean too. Like it's it's going to be long in terms of game length. I, I do not see this going less than six games. I see it pretty much in every scenario going seven games. I see three overtime games and seven games. I could see that, yeah, and and but also like you were saying too, I expect it to be long in terms of just just emotionally long because they're going to be really tense, really hard fought defensive battles. And let me tell you something: the we talk about it so much throughout the season, and I guess we're getting to the keys right now. Really, I I thought about this going into today. The Flyers, firstly, getting the first goal in every game would be awesome. Who knows if that'll happen? Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a big ask. <laughs> the Flyers are seven and zero when scoring first in these playoffs. Right. Right. But I found something out even more interesting, Cameron. I was going back and doing some research about these Philadelphia Flyers. Do you know the last time the Flyers went into a play? Even more than that, the last time the Flyers had a playoff series where they won the first game but lost the series. The last time the Philadelphia Flyers won the first game in a playoff right. series and lost the series, you'd have to go all the way back to 2002 against mm. the Ottawa Senators in round one of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You'd have to go back that far. That's the point. When you win game one, your chances of winning the series, I mean, they blow through the roof, especially yeah. in the Philadelphia Flyers case. Who, And if you want to know when's the last time they lost game one but still won the series, in 2010, they lost the first game to the Boston Bruins yeah. but ultimately yeah. won that series. 
They did lose the first game, and this is the last time. They did lose the first game to the Buffalo Sabres in 2011, but won right. that series in seven games. Yeah, and that was a hard-fought series. That was a very hard-fought series. But any of the past three, 2018, lost game one to Pittsburgh, losing six. 2016, lost game one to Washington, losing six. 2014, lost to the Rangers and uh, lost in, in, in seven. seven. Yeah. That's what it's going to have to be. They're going to have to get off on the right foot in order to get, in my opinion, have a legitimate chance of winning this series. Yeah, and that's not just the Flyers, too. I mean, throughout the entire NHL, throughout the entire NHL history, Game 7s, the teams that win Game 1 win the series 68.7% of the time. That's so, very telling. Yeah, so y- you got to come out hot. Now, believe it or not, actually, that is where I'm most confident. Here's a few reasons why. Um, obviously, we need some certain things to happen in order for the Flyers to win. Now, believe it or not, I think this is where the power play becomes very, very, very important. The Islanders, their penalty kill is at 75% so far in, in in this postseason. So it's not ideal. One out of four shots or one out of four power plays, you're going to score a goal against this team. The Philadelphia Flyers, now we obviously talked about how throughout the last series, you know, where's the power play? Where's the power play? Where's the power play? And then suddenly it showed up. As a fan, we are hoping that that production coming from the power play unit, specifically the top unit, bleeds into into this series. We're hoping that that was just kind of the jumping off point and the power play unit is starting to heat up. And if it does, that bodes well for the Flyers. They have to try to remain disciplined. And I think it really, honestly, it comes down to the point where I think they should even try to pull penalties because the Islanders, 5-on-5, five five, are scary. The yes, Islanders dominate 5-on-5. Five five. Now, the other thing is the top line of the uh, New York Islanders which is uh, Josh Bailey, Brock Nelson, and um, Anthony Boliv- Bolivier. Bo- Bolivier, thank you. They're obviously off to a, a great start. They're playing extremely well together. But um, I have a little bit of a quote here from Brock Nelson where he, he mentioned that, you know, he said, uh, quote, it's been clicking. Uh, we're just trying to go out there and play free and confident and help uh, the team kind of on both sides. So something about that, right? We talked about how the Flyers struggled so much against Montreal, and it was a really hard-fought series. I think that helps them e- immensely going into this series because the Islanders, who did they play against? They played against the Florida Panthers, an extremely highly offensive team. And then they played against the Washington Capitals, another extremely high offensive team. Now they have to completely switch gears. They now have to play against a defensive team in the Philadelphia Flyers with outstanding goaltending, something they have not faced so far in the series. I mean, they played against Sergei Bobrovsky. Who's had a terrible year on his first year of that contract. Awful. And then they played against the Washington Capitals, who have good goaltenders, but have had but both goaltenders have not had a good season Braden whatsoever. Braden Holtby's been very disappointing. They have mm-hmm. one really good defenseman in John Carlson. Everyone yeah. else has been very pedestrian. I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think that the Flyers... I, we said it was a great appetizer that the Montreal Canadiens kind of served the Philadelphia Flyers going into a series like yes. this against the New York Islanders. I just want to point out... Throughout the regular season, the Islanders were pretty much in the bottom tier of leagues when it came to driving play. They were 29th in the league in Corsi 4 in 5-on-5 situations, and they were 20th in the league in expected goals 4. They have completely flipped the script in the playoffs, at least in terms of expected goals 4. They have a 55.8 expected goals 4 percentage in 5-on-5 situations. That is 6. Where do the Flyers rank in that? They are 19th at just 44.20. The most important thing. it t- We saw throughout the series against Montreal, what did we see a lot when it came to the D-line pairings? They were able, for the most for the most part, for this part. kept everything to the outside. Yeah. Guys like Josh Bailey, uh, Anthony Bolivier, Matt Barzell, Brock Nelson, Anders Lee. Yeah, like if you thought it was hard to keep guys like Kat- Kakeniemi and, and Suzuki out. And Totar. Yeah. It's going to be tougher. Yeah. Those guys... 
if the Islanders get production from the guys that have been given it to them. Again, we're talking about, you know, the Barzells and the Eberleys and the Anders Lees. The Flyers are going to be in for just an absolute dogfight of a series. There is no avoiding a dogfight regardless, but I'm saying a dogfight is in. It then eventually just doesn't go your way. Yeah. The Flyers on the flip side of things, we talk about offensive. This is really where you need your guys to step up. Now, I was kind of surprised. The Flyers' top five scorers in terms of points, Jake Voracek, Kevin Hayes, Scott Lawton, Sean Couturier, Joel Farabee. That, I think, is a little misleading. Right. Sean Couturier has no goals and five assists. Yeah, right. Jake Voracek is the one guy that I think mm-hmm. has really truly shown up. And Kevin Hayes, uh, he did get his first goal. But you know what? I thought Kevin Hayes played okay in the Montreal series. He could have been better. Yeah, I think he played kind of in the way uh, to the degree in which the Flyers signed him for, right? Which was mostly for, like, puck control, maintaining, you know, defensive face-offs, that kind of stuff. He And he excelled there. So, yeah, he didn't excel in the score sheet. But, again, it, I don't really think it was any fault of his own. Now, here's the other aspect of this. People talk about, well, the Flyers barely scored any goals in that Canadian series. That's true. They really didn't score yeah, that much. Consider the goalie they were playing against for a second. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And Semyon and, Varlamov. And the defense as well. The too. defense was phenomenal. Yeah. They have you know guys like you know Ben Chirac, Shea yeah. Weber. I can go on and on and on. Jeff Petrie. Semyon Varlamov is a good goaltender. He is not Carey Price. No. He is not. He's had a good postseason. He has faced 25 shots per game. He has a 9.34 save percentage and a 1.67 GAA. Carter Hart, on the flip side, has a 9.43 save percentage, a 171 GAA, and is facing just about 29 shots per game. So the first thing you're going to notice in that little statistical breakdown is, oh, the Islanders just aren't allowing that many shots, and considering the teams they play, that's a little surprising. This is where the offense has to get going. Yeah. If you pump pucks in on Semyon Varlamov, if he's shown it before, he lets up a bad rebound. You can capitalize off this guy. He's a good goalie. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He's a good goalie. He's not Carey Price. Yeah. And, and I think the key of getting that offense going is to essentially do what Montreal did to Pittsburgh and to Philly, and that is to try to take the ice away. Start get physical. Start start. I don't want to say be dirty, but be 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 grindy. greasy. Be greasy. There you go. That's a great word. That's a perfect term for it. Be greasy. Absolutely. That's what they're going to have to be. Shake their confidence. They're coming in with a lot of confidence. And Barry Trotz was interviewed leading into this series, and he said that I think our five on five play. You can say it's confidence, but I think we can just trust it. Uh, we know it works for us. I think we understand how you win in the playoffs. Now, Barry Trotz, the, the the big thing here, and this is this is a scary thing for the Flyers to have to try to deal with, is he trusts his team. So they have a confidence, and it's not a bravado. It's confidence because he still holds his team accountable, but he trusts them. He trusts them to make the right moves. So if there's a way for the Flyers to be able to, to rattle that confidence at all, not the trust as much, but the confidence, if they can get physical, score the first goal, even if it's chippy, even if it's scummy, even if it's greasy, as you say. Rattle that confidence as much as you can. So get in their face, get physical, try to rattle that confidence that they've had, and make them really work for it. So, I mean, they played against the Florida Panthers and, and the Todd Reardon uh, joke Washington Capitals. Former, formerly head coach of the Washington Capitals, Todd yeah. Reardon. Here's the other aspect of this. The Flyers have not beaten Barry Trotz and the Islanders in over a calendar year. It's been about 17 months. Barry Trotz is 12-6-5 against the Flyers in his career. The Flyers are 2-4-1 against the Islanders since Barry Trotz became head coach. So, obviously, Barry Trotz's teams play well against Philadelphia. Yeah. That's just a fact. It's upsetting. And the Flyers were 0-2-1 against the Islanders this year. People are going to mention that. That's going to be, until the Flyers prove themselves, that's going to be kind of a repeated stat. You're going to see that tonight on the on the broadcast. And it's not for bad reason. The Flyers blew a 3-0 lead against the Islanders on November 11, 2019, and lost in a shootout. They were thoroughly dominated in the team's first matchup when the Islanders won 5-3. And in the last matchup on February 11th, the Islanders 
storm out to a three nothing lead. Flyers come back, they tie the game three three, and yeah, then give and up then just like that. Just like that, it's four three yeah. uh, New York. I want to move on, Cameron, and we want. I want to talk about how the teams got here. We kind of mentioned it a okay. little bit. Yeah. The New York Islanders got to this point. They were the, I believe, the seventh seed in the uh, in the qualifiers. They were taking so. on tenth seeded yeah. Florida. We talked about how it was a bad contract so far, I guess, for Sergei Bobrovsky because he's not played up to it at all. But this that was a Florida team that kind of during the season had kind of thrown in the towel a little bit. They didn't really believe in themselves anymore, and they traded guys like Vinny Trocheck away. Yeah, that and was, was a- that was to me the white flag. Yeah. So they go down. Florida does three games to one to the Islanders. Game one, two to one. That was a close one. Game two, the score was not as close as the, or the game was not as close as the score indicates. New York dominated that. Game three, Florida fights back just a little bit, and then game four comes and and New York says, "All right, that's enough of that," and we get them out of the way. They go on to take Washington. I don't know a single person that had been watching hockey this year thought, yeah, Washington can win this yeah, series. It's, it's funny. The way you just described the series between them and – or how it ended, them and Florida. Where it's like, okay, almost identical. Uh, yeah. Game one, Washington storms out to a 2 nothing lead. Hey, okay. All right, Washington. I see you. And then immediately they blow it and they lose 4-2. <laughs> and we, you and I were talking after that game. They're like, that's it. That was your that's chance. A, yeah, yeah. Washington takes an early lead again in Game 2, blows that 5-2 loss to the Islanders. Game 3 comes, Islanders win that in an emotional overtime to go 3-0. At this point, they're dead. Washington wins Game 4, as Evgeny Kuznetsov famously said, we focus less on Corsi and focus more on having fun. Well, I guess you focus back on Corsi for Game 5. Now, the Philadelphia Flyers, how did they get here? Flyers getting the last seed of the round robins. They were the fourth team in the Eastern Conference, so they got to take on Boston in their first round robin game. Won that pretty decisively. They actually they dominated Boston in the yeah. second and third period, and you and I are going crazy as we're texting back and forth. I was up in the mountains watching that game. Good win. Next game against Washington, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Dominated Washington. And then the third game against Tampa Bay for a period and a half to maybe two periods, the Flyers took it right to Tampa Bay. Yeah. And then the third period came in Tampa Bay did everything they could to win, but Carter Hart said no. Yeah, it just wasn't enough. Then round one comes against the eighth-seeded Montreal Canadiens, who are fresh off of their victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Win game one, two to one. You and I were like, not their best game. Yeah. Like it was a win. But, it was a win. You know, I'm not particularly excited. Game two comes, and then <laughs> all that excitement quickly turned into excrement. The Flyers got absolutely <laughs> dominated against the Montreal Canadiens. Five to nothing, and at which point you and I mean, I thought that was a bit of a reset in a way. It's like, all right, you're in the playoffs, it's yeah. not going to be handed to you. Games three and four come, they shut out the Montreal Canadiens. Game five comes, Flyers lose five to three. That was a very frustrating loss, a win that they probably should have had. Game six comes, the Flyers raced out to that two nothing lead, they hold on to a three to two victory. Montreal did everything and anything they could to try and win game six, but once again. The Flyers were saved by number 79. And so, that is how we are here now. The Flyers kind of get in here. I'm not going to say they've been lucky. I'm going to say Carter Hart has elevated his game to elite levels. For people saying, well, there's inconsistencies. He almost got pulled from game five. He got pulled from game two. Stop. Shut up, nerd. He did get pulled from game two. And if you think those four goals were all fully his fault, you'd be wrong. He was literally hung out to dry by his defense in Game 2. They did not pull him because he sucked. They pulled him because Game 5, it wasn't really that close to getting pulled. Elaine Vigneault just wanted to talk to the kid. You all right? Yeah. All right, go. Right. They didn't even open the door for Brian Elliott to come out. Carter Hart was actually frustrated with the fact he's like, I can't get in. And Elaine Vigneault was like, are you cool, kid? Yeah. All right, go back out there. Right. We're in a situation where these two teams, I think, are so evenly matched that 
I think the C series to begin favors the New York Islanders. I think it does. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that they beat the Flyers three times this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They ha- they I think they have the more established defense. In goaltending, who do I give the edge to? I personally give it to Philadelphia. Yep. Who do I give the offense to? Until I see something, I'm giving it to the New York Islanders. Yeah, like on paper, the and, Flyers and, should have it. Yeah, but during they the regular don't. season, but they but they don't. They they have not been there in the playoffs. But if they, in my opinion, if they can do that, if they can bring up the offense like we've been talking about. Like you said, those those key players: Travis Konecny, Sean Couturier, Claude Giroux. You got to start scoring goals. If they can do that and then lock down defensively, like they did in games one. Three, four, four, and six against Montreal. It starts to fade Again, to the Flyers. It wasn't a pretty yeah. win in Game Six, but that third period. Do people not remember seeing everything from the Canadians in their in their most desperate period? They're being forced to the outside. Sean Couturier has to have a great series defensively as well. I, and mean, I think he will. He's playing. I'm. This the one aspect of his game I'm literally never concerned about. Yeah, yeah. Those are the keys to the series. Strong starts. Go figure. The offense getting going. <laughs> Go figure. Right. And the power play getting back to the form that we know it can be at. My question to you is, looking at the two goaltenders, and I know you mentioned that Carter Hart came in uh, against, when he played against uh, the Islanders, he came in off of a back-to-back. But yeah, you look at Carter Hart, he went he went 9 for 14 in that game. It was a very, it was, it was bad. a bad game. It was he, really he, bad. He, got, he got destroyed in that game. And then you look at Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott played against his team twice. You know, he's 0-1-1, but it's a two seven six and a nine one one save percentage. Oh, if you're asking me, do I think Brian Elliott's going to make an appearance? The answer is yes. Okay, yes. Now I don't, I don't expect him to play game one, but I was wondering, okay, do we see Brian Elliott at this point? And you're going to see him game three or game four. I, I still think so. Just be out of, out of giving Carter Hart a break because he's played so many games. In they a row have at this four. Point. The first four games are in five days. You cannot yeah. put Hart back out there after what we saw mm-hmm. what happened in game five. You're you're probably gonna see Thomas Grace in the series, and I'm like ninety six percent sure you're going to see Brian Elliott, and I think that's a good thing. I don't think anyone right. should look at that as a bad thing. No, not at all. No, I, I I'm I'm more than confident with with Brian Elliott. Now, I'm not more confident than Brian with Brian Elliott than I am with Carter Hart. No, 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 no. But yeah, I'm still more than confident. I mean, the Flyers have a great goalie tandem. I wouldn't say it's the best in the league, but. But it's up there. I mean, Brian Elliott has been solid throughout the season. He is, you know, is he starting goaltender now? But he's a, he's a backup for a reason. He he's, comes in when he when he needs to. And he has to. playoff experience. Yeah, exactly. With with a great team in the St. Louis Blues. So yeah, I I'm not really worried about it. I just I definitely expect to see him at some point. And I agree with you. Game three would I think be the ideal game unless O two then. But let's not even think about that. No, no, we'll, we'll we'll stick for game one for now. Let's just focus on game <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, speaking yeah. of game one, Flyers news coming up. Nicholas Albay Cubell reportedly back in the lineup tonight. Mm-hmm. I asked you this, or we talked about this before we went on. Who does he replace? Probably James Van Riemsdyk. Yeah, he's the only guy that you have makes to, sense. And for anyone that might disagree with that notion, think about the players he could potentially replace. Are you putting him in for Tyler Pitlick? Probably not. Pitlick's a good grinder. You're not taking him out for Derek Grant because the guy's not a center. You're not taking him out for Nate Thompson for the same reasons. If you take out Michael Roffel, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, Roffel's been, been playing, playing phenomenally. Yeah. You're not going to take him out for Beezer. Why? Beezer has been good. Yeah. There's one guy to take out, and it's unfortunately James Van Riemsdyk. Yeah. Like now, depending on how Nicholas Albay Cubell plays, maybe he doesn't stay in the lineup. Maybe JVR bounces right back in. Right, yeah. But I'm quite confident in Nicholas Albay Cubell that he will stick in this lineup once he comes back. The way the way I don't JVR see how is you playing. could say it any other way. Right. The way JVR is playing, yes. I think that Nicholas Albay Cubell doesn't offer anything less than what JVR is offering so yeah i mean put him in and now granted if, if jvr 
if that lights a fire under his ass and he comes in game two, game three, and he starts lighting up, lighting the lamp, then okay, that'll be different. But until honest, then, he he got pulled out earlier in the round robin games, came back and he was okay, pretty much the same. He was only okay. Yeah, and I hate to say that because I love James Van Reems. Like he's just not playing well, and you need your best guys in right now, especially against a series like this. Yeah. So talking about what else is going around NHL, some series have already actually every single series besides the Flyers has started. The Vegas Golden Knights took out the hot damn. Wow. They destroyed the Vancouver Canucks in game one. Oh, you beat St. Louis. Oh, that's cute. uh, You know what's amazing? Here's a handful of goals. How different did they look, (laughs) though, in that game, the the Vancouver Canucks? Here's this team that knocks off the defending champions. You can only feel so great. They're like this year's Carolina Hurricanes. They knock (laughs) off the defending champions, and now they're playing the Vegas Golden Knights, who are playing every bit the part of a number one seed in the Western Conference, and they got destroyed. Robin Leonard showing the world, hey, yeah, I do deserve to be the starting goaltender. And they get the 1-0 lead. Now, the surprise in many, the Dallas Stars taking down the Colorado Avalanche in Game 1. The goaltending and the defense and goaltending for Colorado was so off. It was 3-1 to going into the second period. Colorado starts to fight back, but Dallas, starts to finish, had control of the game. Surprised? Yeah, I am. Yeah, very much. Very much so. It, is, mean, it is Game 1, and we did talk, just yeah. talk about how 68% of the time teams that win Game 1 win the series. With that being said... Let's let's just see. Yeah, yeah, out of all the series that are going on right now, this is the one that I'd be like, yeah, that that this might be the exception of that rule. This might be that that twenty one percent or thirty one percent that kind of <laughs> sneaks in of that sixty eight percent that win. But they, you're right. I mean, they came they came to play. You know, Radulov came a to play. Team. Tyler Sagan finally is on on the board for for Dallas in the playoffs. So yeah, it was it was a big win for them. They have been an entirely different team ever since. They tied Game Four up against Calgary. Remember, this yeah, was a team that was true. seconds away from being down three to one to Calgary. They tie up Game Four, win the game in overtime. They've been on a roll since. Yeah. And then the last series that got going last night, the Boston Bruins defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game One, three to two. Boston raced out to a three nothing lead, scoring a goal in every period. Tampa Bay makes a late push. It's not enough, Cameron. It's one zero Boston. My takeaway from that first Game One is. A late push made it look a lot better, but Boston is just by far and away the better team. They looked way better last night. I didn't see the third period. I watched the first two, and they just they, they had control the entire time. They got the most part. they got the more dangerous opportunities. Yeah. I thought Tampa Bay's chances they were kind of one and done in their in the zone. Boston was able to get sustained pressure. Zdeno Chara continues to show that he is the ageless wonder. He just won't go away. <laughs> Brad Marchand was unbelievable last yeah. night. Him and David Pasternak both. You but see yeah, that goal from Post from Pasta. Oh yeah, oh my lord, that's what Claude Giroux should be doing Jeez, right now. Man, I mean David Pasternak, he scares me. That was a that was a howitzer. The first line. They, do they not have the perfect first line in hockey? Well, yeah, the line of Bergeron, uh, uh, Marchand, and Pasta. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I mean they, they did call it the best line in hockey, and it it is it's the hard, best. Line I'm hard in pressed hockey. to disagree with it. So those are what that's what's happening around the NHL. Obviously, more action happening in just a couple hours as the Flyers will kick things off against the New York Islanders. Before we sign off, Cameron, you said you felt good about Game One. What's your prediction uh, for Game One? I do expect. I guess to say, I hope the Flyers are going to win. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. I don't see it going over five goals for the most part. So I could see it being. 2-1, maybe 3-1 with an empty netter, but I expect it to be very, very tight-knit. 4-3, Flyers win. I think that they're not going to get off to the first goal. Right. I think they might get rattled, and I think they'll settle down because Elaine Vigneault knows how to get his guys to settle down. 
And I think they'll fight their way back into it and ultimately win the game late in the third period. And I think that's going to be the key, is, is whichever coach is going to be able to settle their team down. This is going to go back and forth. It's These are two great coaches, people. It is a master class of coaching in this game. So pay, pay attention to the that. The probable so Jack Adams Award winner versus last year's Jack Adams Award winner. Right. With already, the, these guys have three combined Jack Adams trophies. For the Fly Guys Podcast, my name is Justin Goodhart. This has been Cameron Klein. You can follow us on Twitter at GoodhartJustin and at CameronKlein15. Be sure to check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be happy, be healthy, enjoy the game tonight, wear your masks, and as always, let's go Flyers!